This new January 6th commission is beginning to look a lot like a crock. More bad news for the Biden administration and the economy. And I don't care what anyone says. Sharks suck. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I tell you what, I miss those Thursdays because they really throw me off for the rest of the week. And so I had to do one today. I'm sorry, I had to do a podcast on a Saturday. I may have to change it so that I used to do them five days a week, and now I can't do them Thursdays because I'm with my fiance. But I think I'll probably do it Saturday. She works Saturdays for for now. But uh, uh, so much for that bipartisan January 6th commission that Nancy Pelosi was trying to start up. Uh, not sure why she's doing this. There already is a report that was released. And that report basically said some things that I think, well, actually, no, the, that report actually tells us why we had to, um, why we have to have this January 6th connection, uh, commission, because it ain't good. Uh, January 6th was determined that that last report determined that January 6th was a security lapse, uh, by the Capitol police and the person in charge of the Capitol police is of course, Nancy Pelosi. Donald Trump isn't in the white house and the people are beginning to realize that he actually was good for the country and, uh, Biden is failing in the white house. Democrats also need to demonize anyone who doesn't agree with them. And make them into white supremacists. Finally, all these leftist policies are just killing the country. And killing their chance at 2022. This could be like the last grasp for Nancy Pelosi to keep her speakership in 2022. Because it's not looking good. Joe Biden's, uh, this week, they actually released Joe Biden's popularity. And he's down substantially, and now they're officially saying, I believe it was a Gallup poll, they're officially saying the honeymoon is over. So anything could be really bad for for Joe Biden. Well, anyway, apparently, um, this it was supposed to be bipartisan, and it's not quite as bipartisan as we thought it was. Well, I never thought it was going to be bipartisan. I thought it was just going to be a crap show. And now it's going to be worse of a crap show. Pelosi decided to veto the two Republican picks for the committee. Jim Jordan, who's a Republican from Ohio, and Jim Banks, who's a Republican from Indiana. When asked why she wanted to get rid of those guys, she said this. On Monday evening, the minority leader recommended five members to serve on the select committee. I've spoken with him this morning about the objections raised about representatives Jim Banks and Jim Jordan and the impact their appointments may have on the integrity of the investigation. I also informed him that I was prepared to appoint representatives Rodney Davis, Kelly Armstrong, and Troy Nels as requested that he recommend two other members. With respect for the integrity of the investigation, with the insistence on the truth, and with concern about statements made and actions taken by these members, I must reject these recommendations of Representatives Banks and Jordan to the Select Committee. That's not really an answer as to why. 
what we're hearing from the media is that these two were actually complicit in the riot. So her statement would make sense if she said that. They weren't. They had nothing to do with the riot. It's because this is not a bipartisan commission. And these two would ask a lot of questions that would embarrass the Democrats and especially Nancy Pelosi. Watch none of these witnesses the Republicans want will be called. It will only be Democratic witnesses that are pushing the same crap that the Democrats are trying to push. By the way, does that sound familiar? I think that was something they did in both impeachments of President Trump. But Nancy Pelosi had to do this because these guys would have asked pretty important questions. Some questions I really want answered would be, is she directly to blame for the riot and why didn't she actually add more security when it was recommended by the security forces? What about that report? Why is that report being ignored? And why is this commission here when we already have a report that basically talks about the failures of the logistics of that day? Only one person was killed. It was a Trump supporter. That was Ashley Babbitt. Who killed her? Who planted the bombs at the RNC and the DNC? Was it Antifa or BLM? Why hasn't that been talked about? How many FBI agents were actually there? How many FBI agents were actually interacting with these rioters? This might sound like a bit of a conspiracy theory, but it can't be ignored. Because if you combine this with the Capitol Police letting people into the building and taking selfies with the people that they let into the building, you've got to wonder if this was a setup. Finally, nobody is getting charged. 500 people have been arrested and they're still looking for more. Nobody's been charged with sedition or treason. Nobody's being charged with trying to overthrow the government. Why have these people been in jail for at least seven months for the misdemeanor of trespassing? Bet you a dollar none of these questions are asked. Nancy said that now that the committee's bipartisan, except there's really it's not bipartisan, um, the committee can proceed with this with this investigation. Jim Banks released a statement, quote, it really made me angry. I served my country in Afghanistan, and she is saying that I'm not up to playing a serious role on the January 6th com committee. But it just goes to show all along this was never a serious effort on their part it's all a political witch hunt again i might add they want to make this all about donald trump dragging republican members of congress through the mud and attacking 75 million people who voted for donald trump kevin mccarthy the house minority leader said well f it if they want to pull the republicans that he chose off the commission, then he's just going to pull everybody off the commission. There will be no Republicans on the commission. There's only, and he even threatened the seats 
the committee seats of any Republican who decided to go uh, and sit on that committee. There's only one Republican left on the commission. And I say that in tongue in cheek. She's at best a rhino, a Republican in name only. And at worst, a Democrat that hates Trump as much as the left. Now, I, I will give something here. Liz Cheney has always been a conservative. Liz Cheney has always been a systemic conservative. She's always been voting for, she voted for 90% or something for Trump, his policies. Liz Cheney has never been a left winger by any stretch. But now she has really taken a bad seed, seat and she should know she's taken a bad seat simply by the fact that she gets interviewed on CNN every 15 minutes. She sat back. She's going to lose her Wyoming election anyway because Wyoming is extremely conservative. Wyoming is extremely pro-Trump. When she was asked about Jordan and, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Banks being kicked off the committee, she agreed with Speaker Pelosi and said it was a good idea. Of course she did. She hates Trump. <coughs> She'll do anything to make Trump look bad. Anything. She, as far as I'm concerned, has ceased being a Republican. The beauty of this is she's probably going to lose all her committee assignments. And I think if McCarthy had any guts, I was going to say balls, but I think balls is a better one, he would kick her off every one of the committees and just wait until she actually loses her next election. So, you know, if she wants to go that route, you know, for me, good. Absolutely good. You, you do what you want to do, and Republicans will treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And conservatives will treat her the way she deserves to be treated. Well, there's some bad news for Joe Biden and the economy and us. According to the Labor Department, quote, 419,000 claims for the week ending on July 17th, an increase, uh, cl um, unemployment claims, excuse me. For the week of ending on July 17th, that's an increase of 51,000 from the previous week's levels that again exceeds economists' predictions of the number of unemployed people registering for unemployment. Now, I'm, I'm going to play conspiracy theorist. And by the way, that's an increase of like 50,000 jobs lost. I'm going to play conspiracy theorist. I think most people are getting jobs. Most probably are getting a signing bonus when they're hired. They're probably getting hired salaries when they're hired because people cannot, companies cannot actually get people to take their jobs. They realize that waking up early sucks and they don't like it. They realize they were getting paid less than they were on unemployment. They get fired for not doing their job, and they go back to unemployment while collecting the sign-up bonus. That's kind of a cynical take, but I've become cynical as I've gotten older. It also shows that Joe Biden's policies are not working and that the economy is completely destabilized, even though we're actually opening up again. This isn't good. This is not good at all. 
Okay, so, you know, there's a couple of dumb stories I was going to talk about in a separate uh, in a separate video. Uh, and I never got to it. So we're going to go to it today because I think these are too delicious to ignore. All right. The first one is from the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Uh, they released a video that I guess is pretty obvious what it's about. It's called We'll Convert Your Children. Here. So in case you haven't heard it, here's a little clip of this just trash heap. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair We'll convert your children Someone's gotta teach them not to hate We're coming for them We're coming for your children Your children will care about fairness and justice for others That's disturbing. It's also kind of creepy. But it's also kind of catchy. Uh, of course, I wasn't the only one that saw this as a rather aggressive mood move by the, the gay community, the LGBTQ group. Conservatives throughout social media and the news media really laid into this group. The San Francisco Gay Men's Choir said the whole thing was just a parody. Hey, I got a quick question for you. A parody of what? I'm not sure. And they never answered that question. They did release a statement, though, as the controversy reached its peak. And the controversy, the um, statement, pretty much shows us that, yeah, this was probably not a parody. Let's listen. Or not, not let's listen. I'll read it to you. Quote, the far-right conservative media found our message video and have taken it as their cause. This all has all happened in the last 24 hours, and it continues to pick up steam. Now, nothing says this was just a big joke than calling anybody who criticizes it a far-right conservative. Because far-right means white supremacist, extremist, blah, blah, blah. They have taken... Quote, they have taken the lyrics out of context to support the narrative that suits their intolerant and hateful needs. It is obvious the tongue-in-cheek humor is lost on many. Why? What is humorous about that? People are already seeing this happen in their schools. All you have to do is watch TikTok videos, and we're going to have another one today. But you just have to watch TikTok videos, and you can tell... This is not tongue-in-cheek. They're actually trying... How many TikTok videos are there out there that are trying to give you micro-sexual identities? Trying to define them. How many people out there are saying that their pronouns are they, them, it, g, whatever? 
This is actually happening. There is actual indoctrination occurring in schools, in society, on TV, the media, social media, the news media. It's all happening. And again, demonizing intolerant and hateful needs. They're basically condemning, demonizing. Anyone who thinks, hey, this probably is not cool. And tongue-in-cheek humor? People actually worry about this crap. They worry about what their kids are learning and what their kids are actually subjected to. How is saying that, yes, we're actually doing it tongue-in-cheek? Continuing the statement, and this is the most telling, quote, after decades of children being indoctrinated and taught intolerance for anyone who is, quote, other, end quote, from using the Bible as a weapon, as reparative therapy, it's our turn. We have dedicated ourselves to being role models, teaching and spreading the message of love, tolerance, and celebration through our music. In other words, yeah, we're indoctrinating your kids. And we're not tolerant of you people, those Bible thumpers. That's what they said. We're not tolerant of you people who don't believe in what we believe in. So the BS that they are not indoctrinating a song about with their song that is about indoctrinating your kids is complete crap. And their response to it just proves it. Just an absolutely incredible statement. And a catchy but sick song, creepy song, is just proof that they're continuing to try to indoctrinate kids. Hey, they're not even hiding it anymore. Now they're writing songs about it, for Christ's sake. When are people going to get their heads out of their butt? Well, the thing is, people are getting their heads out of their butts. And that's what's beautiful. Okay, this next stupid story. Um, according to the New York Post, and I'm not making this up, go, go to Dumbasses Talking Politics and just take a look at the crap these guys are, are, are pushing, right? Um, marine experts and advocates in Australia are urging the public to refrain from using the word attack in reference to sharks declaring that the majestic predatory fish has been unfairly stigmatized as a deliberate killer. So instead of calling shark, instead of using the term shark attacks, what they want you to do is call shark attacks interactions, negative encounters. Yeah, I lost my leg. That was a negative encounter. Shark bit my arm off. That was an interaction. How about incidents? You know, they act like, uh, I don't know, I met Johnny on the street. What, an incident? No, the shark bit my ass off. Or just bites. Of course, when they bite, typically they're chewing on my leg and swallowing it. So I don't know about the bite thing. The Department of Primary Industries in New South Wales, which is called the NSWDPI, has decided to follow these guidelines. 
they stated, quote, NSW DPI is respectful that each incident, sharks need, you need to be respectful to sharks. Do you realize you need to be respectful to animals before you're respected to white men? Anyway, continuing, I sorry. Is respectful that each incident, uh, shark attack, let's call it what it is, is best described by the individual involved. DPI generally refers to incidents or interactions in our formal shark reporting. I'd rather you just do me a favor and tell me the truth. If a shark bites the crap out of a surfer, yeah, that's not an incident. That shark bit the crap out of that surfer. Leonardo Guida, Leonardo Guida, a shark researcher at the Australian Marine Conservation Society, he said it's really important we change the way we address shark attacks, quote, because it helps dispel inherent assumptions that sharks are ravenous, mindless, mean, man-eating monsters. Okay. Let me make myself clear. And let me make myself completely unwoke. Sharks are ravenous, mindless, man-eating monsters. Why do I say that? They eat cans. Tin cans, aluminum cans, they eat license plates, they eat boots, they eat coats, they eat golf balls, they eat tires, they eat video cameras, and all sorts of other strange things. I actually have them listed on the website. Just go out there, you can... Go to dumbassetalkingpolitics.com and look at my link. It'll tell you the bizarre freaking things these things have eaten. That kind of makes them pretty mindless because they don't give a damn what they're eating, even if it doesn't give them the uh, nutrition they need. And they're pretty ravenous. They're probably, they are so hungry they will eat a freaking rubber tire. Sharks also eat people. Guess what that makes them? Meat-eating. Or man-eating. Are you kidding me? We seriously are going down this road where we have to be politically correct with a freaking fish? You know what? I, I, I tell you what. I will stick to shark attacks. Because, first off, if a shark rips off my leg, that shark attacked me, and chances are I wasn't chasing the 20-foot great white any, I, I, I'd have no a desire to annoy the 20-foot great white shark or the 16-foot tiger shark, which is what we have most of in California. So I'm going to call them shark attacks, and I don't give a damn about the shark's feelings. Last I checked, we weren't actually sending out scores of hum- humans to go out there and make them extinct. So, yeah, they're shark attacks. Thank you very much. Okay, in the last uh, thing, we got to do our TikTok of the day. And thanks to Libs of TikTok on uh, Twitter, uh, we're going to look at another gender definition. Remember, I told you that these people are, do nothing but talk about gender, and where did they come with it. Now this gal, her name is Michaela Hoppus on TikTok, is dancing around and defining what it is to be a demisexual. 
So what I'd like you to do is actually listen to her definition of a demisexual, and then I kind of want you to think about what that means to be a demisexual. I mean, this thing, she act, they actually, demisexuals actually have their own flag. I, this is the whole thing. There are more flags because of gender fluidity than I have ever seen in the world. I think there are more flags that represent the different gender, gender microcosms than there are actual flags in the world for, like, real countries. So let's listen to this broad. It's actually pretty funny. And you should go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, look at the video, and watch her dance. It's it's kind of weird. Listen. You beg. I'm demisexual. I only feel sexual attraction when I form an emotional connection. If there's no strong bond, it's not an option. Get to know me. I'm demisexual. So a demisexual is a person... And I'm going to assume this is a woman. I'm going to assume her pronouns are she and her. But what she's defining as a demisexual is a person that will only have a sexual relationship with a person she has a romantic or some sort of emotional connection with. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I'm hearing here. Now... I may be really off because I'm not really into any of this crap, but um, she sounds like she's defining a woman. Isn't that how women are? It's the men that will stick their thing into anything out there, but women typically want that kind of emotional relationship with someone before they'll... Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being weird. I truly believe half these definitions, they're just redefining what's already there. And instead of calling a man a woman, let's make up a word. Okay, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, YouTube, and Rumble, and Stitcher. Let's not forget Stitcher. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to take a look at my links and the actual videos. I hope you guys have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.